Hey, what is up, guys? Welcome to Code Over Code. I'm your host, Fahad Jamil, and today we're going to be talking about how much money do programmers actually make. So you've probably heard that a lot of programmers are, you know, well off, you know, depending on where you work, you'll probably be even a millionaire, right? And, you know, that is true in certain cases, you know, the top programmers that everyone knows about like all well, the top companies uh started with some technology behind in the back end and them knowing programming so for example microsoft started with bill gates he started programming in his garage um, you know so did google with larry page um and it's the same thing with Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg in college, uh, him and a group of friends started a social media site. And this all starts with programming, right? So now, you know, can you become a millionaire from programming? Yes, but will you? Most likely not. But, you know, that being said, overall, it still is a well-paying job. Okay, so I'm going to go into more detail about how well paying it is and, you know, whether it's worth it to get into that field uh, solely based off the money. You know, I would not recommend that to everyone, but, you know, if money is your only motivator, um, then, you know, this might be just for you. So, you know, if you ever Googled how much programmers make, you'll probably see a breakdown based on what technology, you know, what programming language and you know, in my opinion, that's really misleading. You know, that's very incorrect because, you know, for example, they'll say like, oh, OK, Python programmers will, can make up to, let's say, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. But then C Sharp developers will only make up to eighty thousand dollars. You know, that's really misleading because that and not true at all. Let me just tell you that front hand. Um, so, you know, any sites that say that definitely just, you know, you can skip out on that. Um, and just know that it's not true. So no matter what language you choose, you'll most likely be able to find a decent paying job. Okay. Um, even if it's some obscure language, you probably still will be able to find a job. It might not be as high as other paying popular jobs, but there will still be a decent amount. Um, so now let's get started. What really decides the factor of how much you get paid? Number one is location. Okay, so depending on where you live in America, it might be, you know, it, it could be off by a few thousand dollars, you know, tens of thousand dollars. So the number one paying location is Washington, right, um, as of now, which is Washington State. And it's roughly around one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Okay, and next is California, which everyone knows, which is ninety six, which on the upper end is uh, on the lower end is ninety six thousand dollars. Right. And then, you know, you have the other major um, states, which include like New York, um, even Colorado, Texas, uh, you know, basically where you see major technology hubs. That's that's where you probably will be getting um, a decent amount, well, not even decent, but, you know, re relatively high income based off other jobs around that area. All right. Um, so, for example, let's say you work in New York City. You know, the cost of living is higher in New York City and California compared to Texas. So the salary probably will be a little higher in those two areas rather than Texas. And then on top of that, you know, the salary being higher, there's also more companies in those locations. So you do have a wider variety of companies to choose from. And, you know, based off that from their end is competition and they would want to pay you know more money for better talent um 
to save. So that's, in my opinion, the number one thing that affects your salary. Um, you know, you will have to get good at negotiating your salary because, you know, whatever they give you, you probably could negotiate it to get it a decent amount up, you know, not just a couple hundred or a couple thousand, probably even tens of thousands of dollars, depending on where you are at your career. Right. Um, so you definitely need to know how to negotiate, when to negotiate. Um, you know, you, the last thing you want is a, a negotiation going bad and they rescind the offer. Okay, so that's the last thing you want. Um, you know, that's that has happened very rare cases. Normally it doesn't. They will just reject your, um, I guess, whatever your offer was, counter offer, and just stick to what they have. But, you know, you, you definitely do need to negotiate. You can do a lot of research online on how to do that and when to do it, you know, and just find information. If it's a big company, you can definitely find information online um, about what the average salary of that company should be at your level. All right. Um, the company's job is to hire you for the lowest amount they can. And your job is to get hired for the highest amount you can. So, you know, that's basically the conflict over there. So you obviously um, there'll have to be some kind of middle ground you guys will have to meet. If not, then that position probably isn't right for you. Okay. And yeah, like I mentioned, you want to do your research beforehand before you start negotiating. And yeah, that's the, that's, I would say the number one way to get the best salary you can. Cause you know, I've been, I, I've known companies to lowball offer people and you know people have accepted it without countering and from the company's perspective they just saved a lot of money um from the person's perspective i, I guess they were happy with what they got that's why they accepted it but you know obviously they would be more happier if they got a little higher okay so one major thing about tech companies or um i, I wouldn't well majorly tech companies but also a lot of tech jobs uh there's a lot more than just uh, your, ba your base salary. So one major thing that a lot of tech companies specifically would give you is stock options plan, right? So you can, uh, you can purchase the company's stock for cheaper than it's worth on the market, right? And then um, there's also, I don't want to get into too much detail about if you are working at like a startup pre-IPO, uh, and then, you know, the shares, they give the restricted stock units you get from over there. I don't want to get too much detail in that, but basically you can get part of your income. Well, you get your base salary and then they could also add um, some other stocks, pay you technically in stock. So for one common example would be your base salary would be $130,000 and then they'll give you another like, 40,000 in stock units. So, so that's like what, like 180 or something, 170, right? Um, so, you know, that's, that's pretty good salary. And then on top of that, there's usually a bonus depending on where you work. It could be anywhere from five to 10%. So that's another option. Um, you have to look out for it. So it's not always about the base salary. Okay. Um, next is, you know, these type of companies do tend to have more of a modern work environment you know it's not just regular cubicles where you're just working and you know kind of slaving all day um you're it's i guess more in an open environment and you know you're over there slaving all day <laughs> no no i'm joking uh well i mean depending on where you're working you probably could be slaving um a lot but you know 
there, there are a lot of companies that have good work-life balances. Um, so you definitely need to take that into consideration. Also, especially if that is something you value. Um, even if you have to accept a, a lower offer, you know, if that's something you value, then, you know, that's probably worth more to you than another extra, let's say, 5K or something. So that's up to you to decide. Um, another option, uh, uh, another perk, I would, say, I, I would say, is working from home. Okay, um, I know nowadays everyone's working from home, but before this whole COVID situation, um, a lot of programmers had the, I guess, the perk to work from home at least, um, you know, at least a couple of days of the week or one day a week. You know, most companies do offer that because they know that, you know, you really don't need to be in the office every single day to be productive. You know, they, some companies do prefer you to be at the office at, at least a couple times a week. But it really depends on your company and then your manager also, you know, so you have to, um, you know, think about that also. So, you know, all this takes into consideration of whether your salary is worth it or not. You know, you might be getting paid, let's say, two hundred thousand dollars, but then you're working like I would like you're working crazy hours every day. So that would be up to you. Is that extra two hundred thousand dollars? Is that extra money worth you? switching there you know when let's say you could work um normal hours let's say nine to five or nine to six but then you're only uh, you're getting paid like 160 or 170 you know is that extra 30k you know worth it to work pretty much all day you know um so you know that work-life balance you have to take into consideration you know the work from home you know if that helps or not it's it's all it's more than just the money i would say at the end of the day you know in the beginning the money is look it does look nice but then you have to also see if you're planning on staying there in the long term especially you do also have to see the company culture and the environment and you know if it's something you will be comfortable i guess kind of like living there for the rest of your career right um so yeah those are definitely the things you need to consider you know, sometimes, like I mentioned, you have to take a pay cut, you know, and that's perfectly normal. People have done it. People do do it. And I I haven't actually have to do have to do that. I'm just trying to think, um, you know, there have been situations where I've thought of that, but it never really came down to that because my situation was never really that bad. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, in terms of payment, I'll just reiterate. Um, it's one of the top paying jobs out there, right? Uh, which you don't have to put much uh, prior effort to it. For example, going to med school for college, uh, for becoming a doctor. Um, you know, this is more of you can just kind of major in college a four year and then get a job, or you can even take a boot camp or something. You know, it's it's really more um, doable than other professions, I would say. And, you know, it's not anything you have to be, uh, you know, good at programming or good at math or anything like that. You know, if you, you can watch my previous episode I miss, I made uh, to see whether programming is right for you. And, you know, I go a little more in detail on that. So definitely check that out as well. So, yeah, um, overall, I do think that programming is a great um, job to get in terms of salary wise. Um Will it be lasting this much for the next five to ten years? I do believe so. And, you know, everything is becoming digital, so the jobs will be available. And, you know, everyone wants the best, so they will be paying more and more. 
So yeah, uh, that's my thoughts on it. If you like this podcast, definitely subscribe to it wherever you're listening to it. I'm available on all platforms. And you know, if you have any questions or comments, you can definitely hit me up. I'll leave my email or my contact somewhere in the description wherever you're watching this or I should say listening to this. And yeah, you can definitely contact me on that. And if you have any questions for that, do let me know. Other than that, peace out.